after these messages we'll be right back i can't believe i ate that whole thing are you in good hands and now a word from our sponsors Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials. The good ones, the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. I've got these tiny hands, and that big burger's gonna make them look even tinier. My name is Andrew Walsh, I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. Do you remember that commercial? I do, yeah. I had forgotten totally yeah. about this for uh, Burger King. Kind of cute. It is cute. Uh, coming up on the show today, I, I don't know if this is an apt description, Genevieve. You tell me. So we all know what food porn is. Would you say today's show is kind of like fast food porn? I think so. Um, and sometimes fast food porn gone wrong, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, its own separate, uh, I think, subgenre, maybe. I don't know if this is a good, like, summation or elevator pitch of what we're trying to talk about here today, but you and I um, were watching TV and we had noticed that we just have been seeing more and more commercials. I mean, this is nothing new, but we've just been seeing some commercials that seem especially tempting. Before we got to the ugly side of things, uh, showing French fries. Yeah. At, at first, I was like, maybe we just do a whole show on French fries. It's <laughs> like um, using, you know, kind of close-ups of French fries and other visual effects, usually getting that camera lens as close as possible to the French fries, and just kind of like almost having this like tactile sensation in these food commercials. Yeah, it's a visceral experience. Visceral, that's uh, In a lot of ways. And I, I don't know whether it's something to do with quarantine, if it's something in my own broken mm-hmm. brain i was wondering the same thing about myself but it feels like it's happening so let's talk about it because i mean the, the idea of showing a close-up of a burger yeah, isn't it's necessarily not new. new but I, I think there was just a couple of fry commercials it's getting really extra porny about. though right it seems that like, way to me doesn't it feel that way i don't know it sort of seems that but again i might just be extra hungry you yeah. know and thinking more about fast food than i ever did i will say this i um Went for a late lunch today and did not know where to go and i ended up driving around forever i ended up getting some tacos one taco more than the average person would eat. I'll just throw that out there. I'm not going to say how many tacos I ate. It's an interesting math equation you've set up. Let's just say it was one more than everybody listening would have ordered. Um, but then I came back and I started working on the show, and I immediately immediately was thinking, maybe I should go to Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should go to McDonald's. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm literally full I'm too right full now. Of tacos. <laughs> but I'm watching all these but commercials. They, so. the, uh, yeah, the uh, the triggers that these fast food places uh, are going for are extremely primal and visceral. And um, I want to talk about when it's working and when it's not. All right, cool. And why I have, ne- like, my hands when I'm out in the car, like, I pass. Your tiny little hands? My tiny hands when I pass, you know, a fast food place. Sometimes it's like the car just wants to drive in there. I, I feel like especially during quarantine time because we kind of yeah. cut ourselves a bunch of breaks. And it's like, no, it's okay. And I, I don't even think you and I have eaten that much more fast food during this time. But like a part of my brain now says it's okay yeah. where I always associate fast food with shame. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not trying to shame our listeners. We all eat fast food from time to time. But for me, like... I think I, I was raised with this idea of fast food being somewhat shameful, like eating potato chips out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, anyway, uh, we'll get into all that. Also, we have a very vibrant ad council segment today, including a couple of things that I will say are both almost jingles. Okay. So I don't have a special jingle for the almost jingles, but <laughs> we'll get into those almost jingles. But uh, first, let's talk about this fast food porn. Oh, 
You know, now that I think about it, this song was actually used in one of these fast food porn commercials once. I think. Like, oh, I'm sure. Probably a million times. So I can almost picture the double burger slowly um, revolving in front of the tight shot. Um, let's start with the uh, McDonald's commercials. The McDonald's and KFC commercials featuring French fries were um, the two things that I think got us thinking along these lines. And this first one is about unboxing. And I'll let you set this up, Genevieve. But of course, when we think of unboxing, we think of, you know, the trend of people uh, filming themselves unboxing, <laughs> uh, what would you say, boutique things or, or uh, yeah, not boutique? Yeah, there's, to- there's a whole, I mean, there's there's every genre of unboxing in the in the world, right? There's all, we've talked about the toy unboxing. We've talked about, um, you know, there's like the luxury item unboxing. Luxury is the word I was looking for. Yeah, I think McDonald's is, is uh, clever to uh, sort of riff on that and, and, you know, talk about the unboxing. But I will also say, unironically, that there is something... Um, viscerally relatable about that feeling of opening the clamshell mm-hmm. box uh, and finding the, you know, for me, it's a Big Mac. You probably wouldn't do a Big Mac because of the mayo. But, mm-hmm. you know, for me, like that is there's it's a really uh, it's an experience that I can taste and feel when they show when they give us these close ups of it. For me, it's double quarter pounder. No, no cheese. cheese. Pickle mustard onion and ketchup Mm -hmm. side of barbecue sauce because i might be dunking that guy (laughs) Um, so i think this is brilliant mcdonald's has two very short you know 15 second commercials that have the same exact visuals uh showing a tight shot of somebody doing exactly what genevieve was describing and what a lot of us do we open the clamshell container that has the burger in it and then we take the french fries and we dump it into the top the empty part of that clamshell right and so they have two commercials running with the same exact visuals they just do different voiceovers over top of it i think it's really interesting and cool especially as they're probably trying to cut down on high production stuff during covid they should like make it a whole thing they should make 17 of these well and i do think it's it's, it sort of goes to our question about whether this is a new thing. No, close-ups on food are not a new thing. But how many... I feel like in the 80s and 90s, McDonald's commercials were about a little story. And it was a little story about two people eating together, having a social interaction. There were a lot of um, little stories where you know, a family went to McDonald's or a a young person was working at McDonald's and then brings home McDonald's foods for the family. There's always a person, a people element to it, right? Like a little, a little social element to it. This could be this now. It could be anybody, anywhere. It's just the food. This is the story of a clown who has french fries for friends <laughs> and is trying to avoid that, and, people stealing his hamburgers. Right, and then you've got that whole make-believe. <laughs> that was more for kids. Land stuff. But yeah, but I'm but it's sort of the I mean, it's sort of the same point, right? It's about I think for years McDonald's because it was such a it was such a byword for crap. Mhm. Um didn't focus on the food and as being really delicious. Leaning. And then the McCafe thing really leaning into this <laughs> idea of like, we're a place where you can come and like, you know. Like, well, Starbucks, you know, they were yeah. they were desperately seeking Starbucks uh, <laughs> f- to to try to try to catch up there. And I think it was so ill-advised. Um, McDonald's is comfort food. And I think that it's really smart to lean into this because I don't give a crap 
if you and your boyfriend have a fight in McDonald's, but then you make up over a milkshake or whatever the dumb mm-hmm. story is. Like, it doesn't speak to me in any Don't way. Don't fight in a McDonald's. Don't. It's just, there's nothing sadder than a fight in a McDonald's. <laughs> Don't fight in a McDonald's. Uh, okay, so let's take a listen uh, to this first one. Again, we've already described the images. Uh, somebody opens up their hamburger. We don't see any humans. I don't think you might see a glimpse of a hand, but it's really just the act of pouring these really tasty looking french fries into the top half, the empty half of the um, hamburger clamshell. Before you even take that first bite of those crispy golden McDonald's french fries, remember, it's all about the unboxing. Oh, yeah, at the end, I forgot they, they uh, sorry, got a little too excited there. They show somebody <laughs> dipping uh, not a fry, but two fries into the ketchup. Again, you never even, you do not see human hands at all. You just see the fries kind of come in. Uh, I also think it's that the idea of two fries. Yes. Two fries says it all. Two fries says it all. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I know we're sort of like waxing uh, rhapsodic we're- about, you know, McDonald's French fries. But there is something that is so evocative about this for mm-hmm. me. And I'm not even a, like of all of the French fry options out there, McDonald's well, is first this. to me. But seeing this reminds me how good McDonald's fries are. and almost makes me question that. Right now, I am a Burger King fry guy. But then it becomes moot because Burger King is the only place that has onion rings. And that's where I, I get onion rings. I do not understand how, how you can put Burger King French fries above McDonald's fries. I might be fries. changing on that. But I tend to... Outside of the fast food realm, I like beer-battered fries. Yeah, and, see, that's the and, difference. And I think the Burger King ones are a little bit more like that. They're a little more beer-battered. For me, it goes for the, you know, sort of the big three. It's McDonald's, then Wendy's, then Burger King. Wendy's are too cakey. I like that almost steak fry quality. Mm. I like that thick fry quality. I don't quality. like the steak fries. Uh, well, anyway, I hey, love we'll, McDonald's we'll fry. And they are, they are just so, again, like they're just the nostalgia of it the the comfort foodness of it the you know the whatever chemicals all those fats and sugars release in your brain um it really makes you hungry. I'm going to play another one I'll of these. I'll bet you people listening to this show are going to yes. go out and get McDonald's fries after this. Um, this next one, same exact visuals, just different voiceover. And I think this is curious, different voice as well. Let's I do want to talk listen. about this guy's voice. Yeah. If you're ordering McDonald's and your friend says they don't want fries... Get them the fries, or else your fries will be their fries. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So combined with the images, I actually even like that one more because it is a little truism that I think people can relate to. It's, you know, I wouldn't say it's funny, but it's humorous observation. Um, what is that voice, though? At first, it's like, wait, this is a British dude. Then it's like, no, it's just a fancy guy. I don't know if he's fancy. I took it to be sort of like um, folksy. Oh, folksy. I thought yeah. it was fancy. Let's take a If you're ordering McDonald's and your friend says... ordering McDonald's. He starts out with a weird inflection, mm-hmm. but then I think it's like... I got like a Garrison it Keeler vibe, not the dairy. not the gross parts, mm-hmm. but, you know, the other parts. Let's see if he goes into a dirty limerick. They don't <laughs> fries. Get them the fries. Or else your fries will be their fries. And then a little What do you think of that? Him giving the little jingle at the end. Yeah, and then the little jingle where where it's almost off mic in a certain way Mm -hmm. is so... They're clear. They clearly have an idea here. I just don't know exactly what that idea (laughs) is. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there was a meeting where they were like, okay, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get a guy and the, the, the 
sense we want people to have of him is this. But I agree that it's like not landing. It's like not professorial, but like the voice of wisdom. Sort yeah, of. I think it's it's old. He sounds older. Uh huh. White. Um, white. Um, and I yeah, I just get a folk like a slightly like a. Like a grandpa vibe. What was that accent that you would hear in movies where people talk haughty, but it's not quite British? Mid Atlantic. Mid Atlantic. Yeah, I mean it was a, it was a, as was the style of the time in like the you know the sort of mid century like forties and fifties movies. I don't know if anyone in real life ever had that Mid Atlantic mm-hmm. accent. I guess somebody did, um, but yeah, for sure it's um, it signals a from the past. You ever listen to an old call-in radio show, though, from, like, no, even I the don't. 1960s? <laughs> I think, what was I hearing? I can almost remember where I was. I was driving to work in L.A., and I believe Morning Edition had a piece on about um, the anniversary of Watergate. And that would have been 1970? Yeah, I guess so. And they played a little bit of callers calling in, which you don't hear that often. Like, usually, if you're going to any kind of archive tape, um, you're going to hear, like, announcers or whatever. And it was interesting because people did talk different. I think it was all men. I'm trying to remember. You know, there's something yeah. I heard on my way to well, work. But pe- like, people didn't But people they talk- presented in this way. Even the callers had this way of talking. Yeah, I believe that people did talk differently. I also think, you know, you get a much less representative swath of people who are yeah. allowed who are allowed to hear. Sure. So who knows what people, quote unquote, really sounded like. Yeah, no, good call. Um, okay, so let's stay on the fries tip for a second. This was the other one that kind of caught our eye. <laughs> this is a different vibe, at least as far as the audio is concerned. This is our KFC, so it's kind of got a little bit more of that manic, um, obviously southern kind of twang to it. <laughs> um, and I don't think you see who the colonel is in this one, do you? I don't know if you see the colonel's face, just like the you see the colonel's body standing behind yeah. this little thing of fries. I, it's interesting to me. We've talked you know, at length on this show about how they went through this process or this era of like switching out pretty well-known actors as the colonel Mm -hmm. and getting sort of wilder and wilder with it. I have sort of like the Doctor Who approach uh, to the colonel. And then they just sort of quietly retired that whole... Yeah, now they theme. don't really have a persona. Do Well, maybe they do. I mean, do the, colonel's, generic... the colonel's persona is this like... But it's not like a famous person anymore. No, it's, it's not, just not a, a person, current, yeah. but the persona is, yeah, is yeah. sort of, I think, hardening a little bit around this idea of a... Of a slightly manic, nasally colonel, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, and in this one, I don't think we see his face. We just see his uh, jacket, and in front uh, of the camera, and in front of his chest, I guess, is this, um, you know, little carton of French fries. Uh, and he's gonna say, "You'll hear the intro," but he says, "I fried everything. Now I'm frying French fries." I was shocked to learn that fries are not a product that they have ever offered. Before. Although that does scan, I haven't been to a KFC in forever, but they have their sides are always like you know mashed potatoes, right? More traditional or, fried chicken yeah, sides, and that's actually kind of interesting too, right? Like KFC's approach to fast food was so much different back in the day. It was like you stop at KFC. 
on the way home so you can come with like all like a dinner like a pre-packaged dinner for yeah. the whole family and of course time moves on and they've become just a fast food place where you can go get your chicken tendies for <laughs> for um, lunch or whatever like yeah more of, of an individual they had to get consumption. Into fries. but right. you're right like how in the past 10 20 years had they not made that move so anyway the thing about this one is uh, when well, they, they had to overcome the codicil and the colonel's will that they would never do french fries potentially true <laughs> i know all kinds of weird shit could be true about the colonel as we've learned um but the thing that makes these seem very tasty is that it seems like a never-ending package of fries i don't know how to call it a box of fries uh when you see the fries they're they're all like coming up from the bottom and overflowing like it like it, like a geyser a of bottomless fr french fry container exactly a bottomless geyser of french fries howdy folks i've fried darn near everything there is to fry what's left to fry fries look at them go <laughs> try kfc's crispiest tastiest secret recipe fries ever fried in my new tenders meal for just 5.49 now i've fried everything kfc we got fries now i would say you haven't fried pickles i would like to try some fried pickles at kfc i'd rather try a fried pickle than these fries tbh they don't look good do you they look kind of like the Burger King style. They fries. look dual, yeah. They look like they are um, battered. Yeah, the kind of battered fries, which, uh, is, which is not my jam. Also, yeah. something about I don't know why. I mean, maybe it's partly that they look battered, and that's not for me. But there's when McDonald's when the McDonald's ad dumps out the container of fries into the clamshell, yeah. and they kind of like tumble over each other. But there are a finite amount of them. I feel so hungry. Mm -hmm. And when this commercial has hundreds and hundreds of fries like a like a mat like a willy wonka style of fries bubbling up out of this thing and sort of filling the screen i start to feel a little the way i feel if i were to eat a lot of fries it's interesting the mcdonald's commercial gives you the feeling right before you eat the fries this commercial gives you the feeling after you after you the eat fries. the fries that's I think they, interesting i think right. they overshot their target here a little bit i i hear exactly what you're saying i think that's interesting i will say the first time i saw this i must have been hungry as hell though because i was just like oh my god put it in my vein just like put my mouth over top of the <laughs> the auto fry. I wish we could make that the, um, the show pick today. <laughs> like if Homer better, Simpson in hell eating the donuts. If I was better at Photoshop, I would make that the show pick. Oh, Genevieve, my love. The next <laughs> link that you put on the show sheet, I was trying. I've been thinking about this. I couldn't remember exactly <laughs> what the product was. I almost mentioned it on TBTL to Luke yesterday, but I can remember what we were talking about. He mentioned pizza, and I was like, I've been fantasizing about you this. This Some came on TV pizza the other commercial day. where they just fold the pizza in half and suddenly it just seems so much better to you, me. This came on TV the other day. I think we were watching a, a football game or something and you just said like, oh, I want one of <laughs> And it doesn't even, it's not the type of thing I would usually order. It turns out it's Papa John's and it's not just a, a pizza. Like, um, I love calzones. The only problem is you if, and you ben order, Wyatt. if you order a cal, Really? Uh, yeah, the you know the Parks and Rec yeah. character. He's like he loves the calzone. I love calzones, except I don't like ricotta cheese. And usually they throw in some sort of weird cheese like that. So then I get nervous ordering them. But um, like I think Pizza Hut used to do like a well they called them pizzones, sure. right? And they didn't have the weird cheese. And it was just like pizza ingredients. You fold it in half. Yeah, and they it's had the twice cheapest, as good the somehow. cheapest possible cheeses to fill it up. Well, this one the ingredients doesn't even don't sound like something I'd usually order. It's Papa John's buffalo. cheese chicken papadilla Papa, papadilla which, which is, is something also they not made a, up right i don't know but Let a, me pap look up papadilla. a papadilla is a little structurally different than a calzone yes 
Because it's just like a flatbread that's folded. But it is a like made-up thing like a pizzone. And, of course, my beef with pizzone. Yeah, I guess it would be it would be very convenient for them if a food already existed that had the word papa in it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my issue with pizzones is it's just a calzone and you're calling it something else. Yes. This is, I guess, something kind of different because it's not really a pizza. It's... You know, buffalo chicken and buffalo sauce swirled on it, supposedly, before it's folded in half. Right. But this commercial, just close-ups of this thing, um, it just looks so good. I don't know what to say. That's a buffalo flatbread bullseye for my mouth to aim at. Oh, hiding, huh? The new grilled buffalo chicken pavadilla. Tangy buffalo sauce grilled chicken and melty cheese for just six bucks. Papa John's. Before it's folded in half and it just looks like a big flat round flatbread, the buffalo the buffalo the buffalo <laughs> sauce is now who's fancy is arranged in like a spiral, which is why they say it's a target. But here I have a weird issue with this commercial that I don't expect anybody to go along with. But do you have a guess of what it is? I have a guess. What is it? That you like it up until they dip it in the ranch at the end. Oh, um, yes, I would. I would say no ranch for me, please. But no, this is a weird thing, and this is on me. But just take a listen to this again. That's a buffalo flatbread bullseye for my mouth to aim at. For my mouth to aim at is buried <laughs> in the mix a little bit, and I always think it says my mouth to anus for some reason. Just like for a split second before my brain figures out what's going on, and I know that's really. Just well, awful. now we all hear it, okay. so thank you. Do you, though? Papa, take a li- take Papa a John's thanks you, Andrew. Take a listen. That's a buffalo flatbread bullseye for my mouth to aim at. I don't know why. <laughs> it just sounds... Now, I I wasn't hearing it before, but now I only hear it... Ain't, I hear the N. Okay. Because I think you're right. It's that the M gets a little... Aim it. A, the M in aim. Yeah. Um, gets, so at least you don't think I'm totally nuts. No, I don't. And I also totally, I didn't have that experience with this, but like, I think we've all had things where our brain just catches on mm-hmm. something. I mean, you know, for me, like I could not hear in that, um, in that Geico commercial, I couldn't hear her saying tax, a taxidermy. Oh, yeah. Right. Until you pointed it out. And then I, then it just made, then I was like, oh God, like it makes a hundred times more sense than whatever I thought, what I thought it was. But like. Once your brain hears something, I think it, it's very hard to unhear it. What is she, she says tax attorney, She's, and you thought she says... T- this is the Adina Menzel uh, Geico commercial, right? Did you know Geico is now offering an extra 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies? Wow, okay. That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Adina Menzel to sing your own theme song? Tara, Tara, look at her go with a fresh cup of joe. Getting down to work early. Following her dreams into taxidermy. Uh, it, it's tax attorney. Oh. I read that wrong. Oh yeah. Okay, right. And so I heard it as I heard it as taxidermy, which is not anything. Right. And taxidermy is an actual thing that is like kind of a funny joke there. And also, though, we've already discussed this. The structure of following her dreams into tax attorney also doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, there's a you know whatever. We've already discussed that. You know, we. I'm willing to say. Like, that's okay. It's just a joke for this one because I do think it's funny. Um, but it's just the, the sound of the T and the mm-hmm. D that just got flipped in my brain. And I think the same thing here is happening with an M and an N for you. And once you hear the ain mm-hmm. syllable, right. it is not, it's hard for from your brain not to complete, to aim, <laughs> complete that thought. Yes. 
right from the mouth to <laughs> amen. Um, okay, so let's move on. Let's get Wendy's in here. They have a commercial running now for their pretzel bacon pub cheeseburger. Now, you know I don't go for the cheese, but everything else on this looks amazing. And they show it in a setting. Um, they show close-ups of this burger. It's got pickle, onion ring on there, bacon, cheese. Actually, I might even eat that kind of cheese. It's like a white cheese. It's not the orange cheese because mm-hmm. I'm a big boy. Um, on a pretzel bun, and they show close-ups of it, of course, But and then they show it sliding down a bar. Like you can see in the background, like this is setting on a, it's a pub burger, so they're in a pub. And the commercial does a really good job of making me think that I'm going to get this burger. You know what I mean? Like yes. I can think of a place we used to go to as a kid called the Winking Lizard that I would get like a big bacon yeah, burger. Yeah, if you've ever been like to that. a to a pub where they do like the, this style of burger, um, you've you've absolutely had one that looked like this. And then you have to although do this. I would although not with the French fries on it. Well, that's the, oh, that's right. They put French fries on this, not just onion rings, huh? Because I like a I like an onion ring on a burger. Actually, going back to my Burger King thing, I'll usually do that. I'll get the side of rings, and I'll put a few on the burger. Throw some barbecue sauce on there. Anyway, um, the problem for me with this commercial is i got to remind myself that's not what this is going to look like when you unwrap it from the <laughs> from the Wendy's wrapper, right? Like, they do a yeah. good job of selling me this if I could actually go to a pub and eat this thing, like, yeah. on a plate. If, if it didn't but it's get not gonna, smushed down into smushed some kind of container. and steamed and whatever. Yeah. But let's start with the commercial. Introducing Wendy's new pretzel bacon pub cheeseburger. Yeah, we said Wendy's. Once you lock eyes on the pretzel bun, beer cheese, and applewood smoked bacon, nothing will distract you. Not even all the comments you're getting on the pic you just posted of your pretzel bacon pub cheeseburger. Download the app. So we see like a bartender set this on a bar and then slide it the way like, you know, kind of classically a bartender might slide a beer down the bar. And the whole time there's a tracking shot of this burger slowly sliding down the bar. And then at one point uh, kind of comedically veering out of the way to miss someone's uh, phone that's sitting on the bar. And of course, what they're trying to do is get everybody to post photos of this burger on Twitter. I might have misspoken about the fries. It does have something that is like fried on it, but maybe those are onion. I got the impression that they might be fried onions fried in some onions. way. Maybe not They're onion cool. rings. It's quite a lot of them. I guess we could look it up, but it doesn't really matter. But I did I did want to do a little reality check on this. So I did do a, like a search on Twitter to see if people had been posting photos of this. I found a couple. And I'm not going to say it looks terrible but it's just a good reminder of Ooh. these bur- like that's not so great right big like, difference when you put a burger inside of a paper wrapper and put under heat lights for a while and then you unwrap it in your car later this is a, a photo posted by somebody who goes by froggo doggo 43 if you're a listener thanks for listening and you know like it's all the ingredients we saw but it's all smeared together and the cheese is yes, just like caked on the outside of it translation. here's another one this is from uh let's see here this is uh at Kevin Carlson, which, by the way, you didn't even have to put a number after your name. Congratulations. Uh, It's a selfie of this guy uh, still wearing his mask, but it says mask is coming off to enjoy the Wendy's new pretzel bacon pub cheeseburger. Uh, Delicious emoji looking face. The steam has really uh, limpified the bread, Mm -hmm. so it doesn't have that like like that the way a pretzel bun really looks. And everything just looks 
so slammed together. And, he, and that, these people, by the way, are not posting this to dunk on Wendy's. No, no, they're trying to get the Wendy's retweets. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, there's just nothing, there's just nothing they can do to make it really look like what you're going to get in the in the restaurant. And here's the deal. Like, and a lot of people are like, oh, that looks so good. I'm so jealous. Like, the thing is, like, it doesn't look... I like a fast food burger, yeah. right? And actually, even that sort of steamed down yeah. part of it is, is part of the experience and, and the limp bun and all of that. Like, that's fine, but it's just when you but go from this commercial burger. that is showing this pub burger to the reality. In fact, I don't have it here. It doesn't matter. I was looking for some good tape for the top of the show earlier, and I was just looking for somebody talking about having a burger that's too big or something. And so I was just scrolling through a bunch of commercials from the 80s and 90s. And there was a commercial for McDonald's, I want to say, and it might have even been a double patty burger. But the fella who was eating it, I don't think he was famous, just a, kind of a good-looking guy. At the end, he's holding the burger, and it looks small in his hands. Actually, kind of going to the top of show tape. But it looks delicious that way. Like, you could just house that thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, even though they're advertising and having extra meat, in his hand, it looked like a, like a, like a wimpy burger from yeah, Popeye, right. sort of, which has an appeal. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, like, there's there are whole brands that are based around the idea of something that's um, you know, like a slider, right? Yeah. Now, this is something you put on the show sheet that I don't have any context for. I don't know if you're going to say this looks good or bad or what your thoughts are on this. This is Denny's Pumpkin Pecan Pancakes. Yeah, this one just looked really gross to me. Okay, gross. And I, I love pancakes. I love sweet breakfast foods. That's one thing we're very different on. Yes, I like the, the savory. Yeah, you always foods. go for the savory. But for me, like... A pancake, a French. I mean, I re I keep a thing of brioche bread in our freezer so that I can make French toast literally anytime I mm -hmm, want to. Mm -hmm. And you do. And I do it often. I go through those loaves of brioche pretty quickly. Um, I, so I love a pan. I make pancakes frequently. I love a sweet breakfast. Um, but this is like, it's it's so much it's so much sweetness and icing and like dessertness of it and a pumpkin or rather a pecan pie is already like one of the sweetest desserts there yeah. is because it's just all that caro syrup i don't like the texture of a pecan pie i will always miss that i don't i like a pecan pie but like a little goes a long way mm -hmm. and this is just so much uh it's so much like sticky sugar um and also like I think maybe just some, something about like the pecan and the pumpkin is feels like overkill to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And of course, it's, you know, it's pumpkin spice and pumpkin they, they flavoring really, season, which is fine. They really dial dial in the like the sticky syrup, mm -hmm. you know, drawing out from the bite. Mm -hmm. Why are people so upset about other people enjoying pumpkin spice? Like, who gives a shit? How is that such a personality? Yeah, I like mean, my personality is I'm sick of pumpkin <laughs> spice in 2020, and I guess I'm sort of going after a very famous, uh, technically colleague of mine who I won't name any names here, but it's like this whole thing about how much he hates pumpkin. Do you know who I'm talking about? I don't. You can figure it out. But anyway, it, it's not Garrison Keillor. He doesn't work for the same company anymore. It's like really, like that's your thing in 2020, like the yeah. guy who's going to be grumpy about other people enjoying pumpkin spice. Yeah, that's gives like a shit. that's not the fire take you think it is. Yeah. Anyway, let's take a listen to this Denny's commercial. You've waited all year for pumpkin season. 
We made our new pumpkin pecan pancakes for exactly that reason. Every bite has real pumpkin, and pecan pie sauce is a plus. You can get it delivered. The sauce or you looks can gross. Be here with us. See you at Denny's. Did yeah. he say it's pecan pie sauce instead it's of pum- syrup? It's pumpkin pancakes with pecan pie sauce instead oh, of syrup. Okay. And the pecan so pie sauce. It just looks yeah, looks sticky like and snot. gross. I'm yeah, sorry. it looks. It like looks like snot. Yep, yep, not not great. Um, oh. So we're going to keep on sliding down this slide here. We're done with the things that look appetizing, aren't we? Because yeah. I hadn't seen this. Little Caesars loaded crazy bread bites. I looked. I watched this after Here's you the added thing about to the this. sheet today. I bet this is delicious, first of all. But it looks awful. It. Oh, my God. When they show how it's made. This is a weird thing about this commercial for me. They show you how it's made. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yes. Chopped up crazy bread. Give it to me. Jeez. Please, I don't eat bacon, but like I can appreciate that it tastes and looks mm-hmm. good. Um, but then they mix it all up, and, and somehow tight shots it somehow it. looks like a science fiction special effect to me. Because the cheese is both melty in some places, but then it's three different kinds of but cheese. So also one of them is, is like sprinkly and chunky, sort yes. of, and it looks a little diseased. It's a texture. It's that's what I'm saying. It looks like a sci-fi thing where somebody like got a very bad, you know infection of some kind right or you just you know the the doctor just removed something from you and says yeah. you want to see it one of the, yes or like one or like one of those uh one of those crazy green balls from um uh from the rock like exploded and your face Ooh, is bubbling up. oh yeah although the the balls themselves are the opposite those are i love how clean i always see but you those things see what that, happens to someone who gets exposed i don't it i never watch that far into the movie gross. i just watched the green ball part okay let's take a listen to this Little Caesars, home of the $5 hot and ready classic, is driving your taste buds crazy with our new loaded crazy bread bites for just four bucks. We start with our world-famous crazy bread, cut into delicious bite-sized pieces. Yes. Okay. Then we amp up the flavor with creamy cheddar cheese sauce, sure. mozzarella Ew. and monster cheese, Ew. and tasty applewood bacon, all baked to perfection. Need then it's baked we and it starts a bubbling. Try our loaded crazy bread bites for just four bucks. That's the shot there. But then it just looks Somebody, very gross at the end, right? And they right? show it served. This is an interesting move. Like the Wendy's burger that looked like it was in a pub was not on like a crappy Wendy's uh piece of paper right, right. I don't know if it was, I can't remember if it was on a plate or just set directly on the bar whereas this one at the end they just show it to you in their takeout container which yeah. is maybe on purpose because you know we're living in takeout days right maybe yeah. trying to signal that or remind you of that but it just looks so shitty yeah and there's just something very unappealing about the final the aesthetic the overall aesthetic of this final product when you when i watched that it reminded me of one that i think we've talked about maybe on the show before maybe just in our real life but the kfc famous bowls which i thought were new but apparently i I was looking into this these go back 15 20 years so so much for famous i found yeah (laughs) and so people probably know what i'm talking about here this is like it's a base of mashed potatoes that they then sprinkle corn on (laughs) and then and then chicken nuggets of some sort Uh and then they smear it all with Gravy and cheese. Here, take a listen to this. <laughs> what a- famous bowls are only three bucks. A whole pound of tasty food. But how? It's a famous pour of this and some famous bits of that. And a famous chicken on top of all that stuff. And more gravy. KFC famous bowls. It's some a whole pound bits of, of this and some bucks. bits of that, which I know they're leaning into it, but like that just always looks so gross to me. Turns out here's a commercial. The sound on this is terrible because it's one of those things where somebody was taping this commercial off of their TV. And this was posted to YouTube 
YouTube uh, way back in, I think, 2000 six or something uh this is a commercial where a guy is walking up uh to the counter at a kfc hey what's good here well our mashed potatoes sweet corn our crispy chicken yes i want all of that in layers in that order should i top it off with gravy and a three cheese blend it's like you've known me forever yeah yeah just more and more and more i'm like one to talk i i'm totally into gluttony this just i know i I both feel it's like i feel like saying like this is what's wrong with america but also like i'm you know this doesn't this doesn't especially appeal to me there's something about the corn but it's and i love corn but yeah but put corn in there and it just starts to feel like a, a hog slop you know you know, I know you don't want to bash it, so let's let Patton Oswalt. Oh, please, <laughs> take look, it away, Patton. In looking this up, um, I found this old video from 2007. We're basically going to play this whole thing. Hope we don't get sued. This is from Sub Pop <laughs> Records sue us, and uh, Patton Oswalt. <laughs> oh, I'm so I'm so hungry right now. What's good to eat at the at the Kentucky Fried Chicken? What's good to have here? What's uh, what do you have on your menu that's really good? Oh, um, our mashed potatoes are great. Those are really good. People love the mashed potatoes. Um, oh, our corn is really sweet and crunchy. People love the corn. Oh, we have these new um, breaded chicken strips. They're really tasty. And oh, if you get the mashed potatoes, you've got to get the, uh, the gravy because the gravy is fucking awesome. <laughs> And also, okay, you know what? Stop talking. Um, can you take all those food items and pile them in a single bowl for me? And uh, I'll just eat them like a death row prisoner on suicide watch. You know, I can just fucking have those. Um, yes, we can pile that in a bowl. Uh, but we can also arrange it on a plate like you're an adult with self-respect and dignity. There's no way to put that in a single bowl. Fuck that. I'm done. I don't give a shit anymore. Just pile my food in a brown mound in a bowl. And is there a way that the bowl can play Pink Floyd's uh, Great Gig in the Sky while I eat it alone in my apartment at 2 in the morning with all the lights off and just... That's their most popular item. Those fucking bowls, they can't keep them on the shelf. America has spoken. Pile my food in a fucking bowl like I'm a dog. I don't give a shit anymore. If there's any way you could put my dinner in a blender and liquefy it and then put it into a caulking gun and inject it into my femoral artery, that would be even better. But I know you don't have a lunch gun, so until you invent that, just make me a fucking failure pile in a sadness bowl. That's what I want. I want a failure pile in a sadness bowl. A failure pile and, and we are in a sadness bowl. 13 years later, still selling famous bowls. That's right. Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words saying Only the echoes of my mind I know you don't have a lunch gun. <laughs> People stop. 
All right, I'll let you take it from here. Well, um, we did have a lot of fun stuff in the ad council today. I want to start with Brandon, who posted something that I had not seen uh, to the Facebook group. And he writes, I kind of love this commercial, though. although I think they should have kept it subtle throughout anyone else. So I'll be interested to to, uh, get your take on this. I'm going to go ahead and ruin the surprise um, because I don't think they ever actually, I don't recall if it's just a title card or if they say it, but this is for Postmates. and a but, new a new commercial. Yeah, I think this is new. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is um, at first you think it's a commercial for like some sort of uh, boomer era or you know boomer serving um, heart medication or something. You've got an older couple, but healthy looking, uh-huh. out hiking, uh-huh. and um, and it sort of starts to talk about their their life together. Okay, could this could be like boner pills or heart medication or something along those lines? Life is full of challenges, but you don't have to pad tie them alone. If you're experiencing pad tie, there may be a way to help. The life you want is waiting. Talk to your pad tie today to find out pad tie. Pad tie is right for pad tie, pad tie. When all you can pad tie is think about. <laughs> Postmates. That's great. Yeah, and so each time the images are perfect. The images are perfect. They're very generic. um, Older couples enjoying their golden years, but then every time they say pad thai, they do a beauty shot on pad thai, which is very apropos for today's show. And but they they shoot it in there like um, almost subliminal. subliminal. Yeah, Yeah. it looks like there's they have the same link in here twice, but there's one for fried chicken too, maybe. Oh, did I grab the wrong link? I I did. I'm sorry. Um, Yeah. So they have a whole series of these, and 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 what I like about them is that they don't all. They're not all. All riffing on the same type of commercial. Uh-huh. What were we talking about last week that was very similar to yes, that? Yes, it um, was. Um, it was the uh, tuna. Tuna in a bag. The bumblebee right, tuna. Right, bumblebee, bumblebee. Uh, so this is another. This one is. I think I found it here. This is for fried chicken, right? Yep. When does a car become more than a car? <laughs> is it when your fried chicken leaves the ground, <laughs> or when it makes you fried chicken like you're flying? Introducing Fried Chicken, the all-new Fried Chicken <laughs> Supercharged Fried Chicken Fried Chicken. When all you could fried chicken is think about Postmates. That is such a great concept. Isn't it a great concept? Run this forever. The, yes. the images are dead on the parody. I they, mean, the the sexy shots of the cars is driving across like... A suspension, suspension bridge. Suspension, like modern suspension bridges. Yeah. And you see the sleek outline of the but black But then more automobile. and more chicken comes in and it's like those really, you know, fried chicken looks so good when it's, yes. on, you know, when it's really filmed well. Oh my God, we're going to eat so much tonight. I can't even tell you. I almost said to like <laughs> strap in because I had a bagel with um with locks for lunch so i'm definitely going to be hungry for like a real bad for you meal did you make that uh yourself yeah i just keep a bunch i always keep an everything bagel in the freezer and then i just defrost it and put on some tomato and uh locks and the reason i ask is because i happen to see that there's a bagel shop that is opened not too far from us where over on 65th um and I almost, you were on a call, but remember I told you I was driving around trying to figure out what I wanted to eat? I left the house thinking I might go for one of those bagels. And I this was going to ask exciting. you if, because I mean, you know, we're on the West Coast, not exactly known for bagels out I'm here. I'm not trying to hear that. I'm from Atlanta. Like, I don't give a shit about your You New sound York like the Blazing Bagels guy. It's not the water. <laughs> it's not the water. <laughs> anyway, you also have another link in here. The um, post okay. commercial reminded you of something. Yes. This, uh, if, if we can't get Patton Oswalt to 
sue us. Maybe we can get David Cross to sue us. Ooh, because- you'd kind of enjoy that in a way. I know you would. I mean. Would you rather have David Cross or Bob Odenkirk sue you? Well, is Bob Odenkirk going to scream God damn it at yes, me? Yes, of course. Then God Bob, damn it, you can't play our Then tape. Bob Odenkirk, obviously. Okay. My lifelong dream is for that for Bob Odenkirk. To, if they would somehow auction that off uh-huh. where he just screams that in my face, uh-huh. I would go to almost any length to try to win that auction. <laughs> I'd rather have that than to sit down to dinner with the man. I feel like... I want a videotape of it, and I want it to be my ringtone. (laughs) I want it to play anytime uh, I'm going to be introduced at a speaking event. That's what I want. It would quickly become the most interesting thing about you. Yes, I I can accept that. Yet, if David Cross was yelling at me, I think that it would be too acidic. You know what I mean? Like There would be be little humor in it. It would just hurt. It would just hurt. It would just hurt. So what do you want to play? All right. Well, so Mr. Show, um, this is from, you know, however many decades ago now. Um, this just the thing about fried chicken, fried chicken, and pad thai, pad thai, just like mm-hmm. intruding on your subconscious. Subconscious, excuse me, made me uh, think of this sketch from um, from Mr. Show. Takes place at a customs uh, uh, entry. At, what is it? A customs official? Uh, someone coming back from Amsterdam. Passport. Oh man, being back in the U.S. is a bummer, man. Yeah. yeah. Being in Amsterdam was awesome. Yeah. We should point out these look like two like kind of college kids who are way into weed. One of them is wearing um, a tie-dyed shirt yeah. and, you know. Cheap, oh, legal weed. What more do you want, man? I know. Hey, uh, where'd you put your stash? Oh, man, check it out. I put put it inside baggies and then put baggies inside my shampoo. That way the dogs don't smell it. Foolproof plan, I think. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Passport. <laughs> yep. Where are you coming from? Uh, England. Uh, I mean, that's where my flight was. Because mm-hmm. I missed my other flight. But, you know, uh, all, all over Europe, you know, up right. and down. You up know. and down? Yeah, you know, up and down, all around. You know, uh, upper places, take a train to lower places, uh-huh. like Italy, and then also up, too. I see you went to Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Yeah. Oh, you mean Holland. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was in uh, Italy, and uh, I shampooed up to Holland. <laughs> Sorry, uh, you, you what? Took a train. You had a Eurail pass? Yeah, I had a shampoo pass. <laughs> okay, do you have anything to declare? Uh, what do you mean? Did you purchase anything overseas? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, just stuff I needed, you know, shampoo, uh, baggies. I mean, you know, baggies for the shampoo, to put inside the shampoo, to put... Shampoo inside the baggies, you know, so I could have it with me when I was out and about, you know, and to travel. And uh, but you know that I, was that anything? Else? No, that was it. You know, just just shampoo. All right. Did you purchase any fruits or vegetables or perishables? Just shampoo. Uh, uh, it's apple scented, is why I said that. You know, because uh, um, does that count? I was wondering, is it apple a fruit or a vegetable? That's one of those things I was wondering. You buy it as the seed roll with I don't know. With the... That doesn't count, sir. Great shampoo. What? <laughs> Uh, all right, so is this all your luggage? Uh, yeah, no. Wait, I mean, this is all I have. I don't know, why should I have more? I mean, no, you, what's going on here? I mean, you're asking me a lot of questions here, you know? I mean, yeah. what is this, some sort of shampoo court? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you guys are watching this, but everybody's saying this guy's shampooing me here, you know? I mean, you know, last time I checked, it was okay to travel around Europe and get as much shampoo as you wanted, you know? I mean, what happened to my shampoo rights? It's okay, sir. It's all right. Don't try to shampoo a shampoo. <laughs> there it is. That's the line that you and I will often just say to each other around the house. Yep. You can't shampoo a shampooer. 
So Which when, actually isn't even the line. He says, don't shampoo a shampooer. Uh, yeah, but uh, but the, the when something gets caught in your subconscious, that Absolutely. is what, always, I, what I always think of. Last week on the show, we were talking about... Um, commercials that invade into your real life. We're talking about doorbells setting dogs off. I've heard from another listener, by the way, who says, never had a doorbell. Our dog doesn't know what a doorbell is, but the dogs go crazy when they hear one on TV. <gasps> That's, so That's weird. two people. Someone's got to look into this. That sounds, there should be a name get for some, that. Get, the, get somebody a grant to look into this. Um, and so we're talking about that. And so most of those intrusions on real life came in audio form. But Corinne says that sometimes they come in visual form, right? Yeah, this was something that I, uh, if I had seen this, it's been a long time now. But this is a commercial for Orkin that ran a long time ago. There's a lot happening in it. So I'm going to try to walk you through it. Um, it opens with a... What seems to be a commercial for a new, uh, like, action cop show featuring Gary Coleman. So this is dated. So it's dated, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but as the commercial for the for the so-called Gary Coleman show is is starting to happen, it looks like a roach crosses your TV screen. And if mm-hmm. you ever had that happen in real life, it is yeah, you know, totally horrifying. I remember this campaign. I don't know if I remember this exact one, but yeah. I, you're just watching TV and all of a sudden it looks like a bug is walking across your TV, but it's it's not. It's just in the TV. It's just in the TV. It's in the TV. And then that's the signal for the Orkin man to interrupt the promo for this fake show to kill the bug. Let's take a listen. This fall, Gary Coleman is Timmy Townsend, P.I. He's looking for clues and busting some moves. Once bugs get into your home, there's only one way to get them out. Call the man, the Orkin Man, at 1-800-800-ORKIN. He kills the bug and then puts the Orkin symbol up there. It looks like there's a, YouTube is suggesting another one for me. Can we just give this one a shot? Let's, sure. This one says, on the wings of a roach. I hope I'm not making a mistake here. On the wings of a legend, he senses your yeah. arrival. Pegasus. Once bugs get into your oh, it looks like a it's perfume per- commercial. Yeah, it's like a fancy perfume commercial called Pegasus. You know what they do with both of these? They choose very light white color palettes yes. in the background so that that bug stands out. You know, it's interesting. We happened to include both of these. This wasn't my thinking, but you know, it's it's exactly the same idea as the um, as the Postmates ad, right? And the it's like taking a, a genre mm-hmm. of commercial. And like and playing with it. Yeah, yeah. I feel it almost feels like um, Geico-y in a way. You yeah. can see them doing a whole series of parodies. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's a great pull, Corinne. Thank you. Um, and speaking of other triggers happening in real life, uh, we talked about how um, Alexa had had been you know triggered by. We'll things. call it the echo. Sorry, the echo had been triggered people. by things. Um, we talked about the possibility that some. Um, what was it? I don't remember what some frequencies had been. Oh, yeah. So the one theory that a Redditor had was the reason why in a commercial people can say that triggering a word without triggering the device in their homes is they might have stripped out a certain um, range of frequencies. Mm-hmm. And then we did a little test where I tried that on my. And, you know, and I, I went think back- somebody wrote into me. I think somebody might have tweeted at me and said it still triggered their device. Oh, by no. The way. So maybe well, I'm not good at notch filtering. I will say this. I went back and listened to the show. And after whatever process happens um in our show it didn't sound as weird to me 
when I heard you say it. Like, I don't know if it'll be as obvious to the listener how strange it sounded uh-huh. here in the room. I had a feeling. Also, we're wearing like studio headphones, yeah. which is a little bit different. Um, so what is this one? This is well, another. This, this is one where they definitely didn't do anything to fix the problem with the with either the frequency or the uh, actor's voice who was saying it. This is an Xbox ad. So I only give you a warning. Apparently, this fucks with your Xbox. So make sure it's it's not on when you're hearing this. Um, but Andrew says, I was expecting to hear more about this one. They did not mute a frequency in the ad. So there was a whole lot of hullabaloo about it fucking with people's Xboxes. This okay. is Aaron Paul sitting on a couch. Um, this is probably right after Breaking Bad had, had concluded. And he's talking about what his life now. After the role of a lifetime, I've been busy. Xbox on. So I look forward to my downtime. Xbox, go to Titanfall. This is insane. Check this out. Xbox Snap TV. It does two things at once, so I can play games while I watch my favorite shows at the same time. Whoa, Xbox, record that. I just wish I had more time to play. Yo. So, you know, fairly straightforward Xbox, mm-hmm. Xbox ad, but a lot of commands to the Xbox, right? Yeah, A lot of that's very right. specific commands to the Xbox. Did he ever say shut it off? I thought this was going to shut off people's Xboxes. No, no but I, I think, not. you know, a lot of people have Titanfall, for example. Interesting. Oh, I see. It will turn them on, maybe, if yeah. you're watching TV. Now, I think the structure of this commercial is weird. Like, and I guess it sort of pays off in the end, but we see him sitting on his couch reading a bunch of scripts. It seems like the commercial would make a lot more sense if it said, after the role of a lifetime, I now have some free time on my hands. I almost feel like the actor was like, I don't want to make it seem like I'm lazy. Or like I'm not getting offers. Because yeah. what they show him Isn't doing is like holding thing? up a script and then tossing it aside. So yes. Like, yeah, I agree with you that like there is something, there, there's something that feels forced. a little forced about the, the writing for this. Yeah. And I do wonder if it was driven by either Aaron Paul or Aaron Paul's agent saying, no, we're not going to say he's like, you know, now just like lazing about his his There's a home bong in the background with a bong in the background you know he already just got finished playing like something of a waste away. yeah now i do wonder though because the whole point of the commercial it turns out is that you can kind of multitask yeah so can you i guess imagine that... trying to watch a tv show i guess if it was both right in front of your eyes but i feel like these first person shooter games and stuff are There's a lot going on a lot going on like It'd be hard to also be watching another thing. But maybe it's just like you're keeping up with the score on the game or something. The closest thing that I have come to to doing that, I'm not much of a gamer, but I do have an Xbox, not to brag. You got it for me for Christmas. Great gift, by the way. Um, sometimes, like right now during baseball season, I'm playing my MLB baseball game. And sometimes I will have my iPad streaming the live Mariners game next to me while I'm playing it on my Xbox. Right. And that is a little complicated, I got to say. <laughs> Sometimes, like, depending on how many beers I've had, I'll forget, like, wait, who's on? Wait, am I? Oh, no, wait, wait, no, no, no I had a man, I had a man on. Oh, no, anyway, um, so there was a whole, there was a whole hullabaloo about this. Yeah, apparently I found some articles that just talked about how, um, you know, people were complaining that it was turning on their, their Xbox and, mm. and making it follow commands. Hey, it's almost jingle time. It's almost time. <laughs> I didn't mean it's almost jingle time. I meant it's time for almost jingles. That that came out wrong. Um, but I do have two voice two voicemails that fit into this category, almost like they planned it. Here, the first one comes from listener Ryan. Hello, Genevieve and Andrew. I'll tell you, you guys have reminded me of. Uh, uh, 
a great childhood memory of when my cat would forget to come home, uh, just like the uh, dog commercial that the Toyota commercial where the dog uh, ran away. They're trying to get it to come with the dog toy. My mom would walk around our small town banging a wooden spoon in a pot trying to get my cat to come home. And I think was, I've identified uh, the problem. When I was like seven. And since you're a commercial podcast and not a memory podcast, I should mention that my favorite childhood commercials were the Vonage commercials with the <laughs> song. Uh, I don't know if that counts as a jingle or not, but anyhow, uh, I would come running when I heard that song because I just wanted to see like what crazy thing was going to happen on the commercial because there would always be some sort of fail video attached to it. And then they quit doing the fail video but kept the song and I would still come running for, <laughs> I mean, a year or two. I would come running just in hopes that I would see some epic fail. And uh, I never did. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for the show, guys, and uh, take it easy. Our catchphrase or our slogan should be, we're not a memory podcast, we're a commercial <laughs> podcast. Um, you know, it's so funny. Ryan is clearly a bit younger than us because he said these Vonage commercials um, were part of his youth. And I think these were airing around the time that I was in kind of a um, a TV donut hole. Uh -huh. I watched TV as a kid, but then as a young adult, like we didn't have enough money to really pay for cable. We just... You know, it was the era of DVDs. We yeah. just rent, you know, Bob and Dave. How many times did yeah. we watch Mr. Or Show? Own, and on, also we owned a yeah, lot of DVDs. Yeah, we would just watch DVDs over and over and over and over again. Or we'd rent them from Netflix, which, yes, they used to come in the mail. That's not an urban legend. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so this, do you remember this Vonage commercial I certainly all? remember the woohoo. Yeah. That, but so, I don't yep. remember the epic fail videos. So, and it looks like, and I don't know if these are legit, like, kind of viral videos, um, but this is this looks like it's actual VHS sort of found footage. And this one that I found, uh, it says this is from 1992. You see um, some idiot on his half snowy roof on skis like he's going to ski down his roof into his truck. Let's take a listen to this. Then he falls and just bites it. People do stupid things. Like, pay too much for phone service. So switch to Vonage, the broadband phone company. If you've got broadband, you're ready to go. Call 1-800. I love that um, this is such a childhood memory and that these, these commercials worked so well. It's just a blind spot for me. Yeah. But the idea that there's a young person who probably, you know, not their target audience, but that, like, this was, like, almost appointment viewing. Like, I want to see <laughs> yeah. somebody fall on their ass. Yeah. I had, I, it's funny because I think by the, by the time I became aware of that, that jingle music, which they definitely did associate with their product, I had either forgotten or never was really aware that they were attaching it to these, you know, early, these basically America's Funniest Home Video types of Right, videos. yes, exactly, yeah, yeah. So that's Actually, great, thank you, Ryan. I'm trying to see, though, if, is that a famous song that we um, that we know, or did they, oh yeah, it looks like the song is Woo Hoo, Rocketeen's song. Uh, a song credited to the Virginia country music DJ, uh, George Donald McGraw released by the Rocketeens in 1959. Oh, okay. The name of the song is Woohoo. Um, okay, so I have one more voicemail here that I would like to play for you. Hi, guys. This is listener Kim calling from Green Lake. 
Yesterday, I was making my kids bacon, and recently we got a dog, and she was going crazy for the bacon. It's not quite a jingle, but I remember this commercial, and I was pretty excited to tell my kids. Okay, here it goes. Bacon! Bacon! Gotta get that bacon! I smell bacon! 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 Smoky bacon, meaty bacon, tasty bacon, give me that bacon! And then a lady walks over. Here you go. Here's your bacon strips. Bacon! <laughs> there you go. Bacon I, w- I want more reenactments. Oh, that is that. fantastic. So if you this is one that I definitely remember. These are, they're called Beggin strips. And uh, just as Kim describes, you see a dog sleep. I mean, there's a whole series, so I don't oh, know yeah. if I have the exact one here. But in this one, we see a dog sleeping on the bed upstairs. And then somebody downstairs opens up a bag of Beggin strips. Bacon! Gotta get that bacon! Bacon? Bacon! Smoky bacon, meaty bacon, tasty bacon! Bacon? Ooh la la. I say, is that bacon? Oh, bacon! 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 Clearly, we're seeing dogs from all over the world now for some reason. Who wants a bacon strip? Me! I get it myself, but I don't have sums! Um, yum, 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 yum. It's bacon! Mm, I love you. I love bacon, I love you. I love bacon, I love bacon you. Bacon strips. Oh, uh, look at that dog hugging the woman gets on one knee, and the dog gives her a big hug. I, my dogological clock. I had a dream you about a, a dog you friend dreamed yesterday. About a dog, yeah. That dog was actually almost exactly doing that to me in the dream. Just kind of like it was a big dog and it was like up on my shoulders hugging me. Aww. Why don't I have a dog? Talk to Theo. <laughs> you can sell anything. Theo is our old cat. Yeah, he's not just anything. like some dude we know who won't let us get a dog. Of course, not the dog dealer on the corner. <laughs> I just talked to Theo. You can really sell anything. All right. Uh, time to get out of here. What a fun show. That was really fun. Now I'm super hungry, of course. I know. Let's just go buy all of those foods, put them into a bowl. Yeah. And just mix it all up. A, uh, what is it? A sadness pile in my shame yeah. bowl? <laughs> what, what, what did he say again? He said, um, I want a failure pile <laughs> in a sadness bowl. That's right. <laughs> Anyway, don't sue us. Uh, but you can get at us with non-litigation at uh, after these messages show at gmail.com. That's the email address. After these messages show at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook group that you kind of administer, Vave. I do, yeah. It's been really fun there. I'm loving all the conversations and just we we couldn't possibly get to all of the fun stuff that happens on the group during the show. So go check out the group and call us at 607 607- Four 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 five five nine seven. Genevieve and, and Kim have a good idea there. Don't just sing jingles. Reenact your favorite. Absolutely. Sky's the limit. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. He's once again back again with the caravan of Manzas from Pakistan. Karachi posse, Zaki's poppy. Uh, red octagons couldn't stop me.